You may be seated. I apologize. I lost my voice. I know where I lost it. I just can't find it. So if you will bear with me and act like it's normal. Tell your neighbor he really sounds great. Just tell your neighbor he he really sounds great. Such a pleasure to be here today. I was I was thinking McCain's of the amount of churches that I walk into, I don't sense I don't sense a great future. When I came into this place, first service, I think this incredible, you won't be able to hold the crowds. You won't be able to. I don't even need to be a prophet to say that because I sense the dynamic of the Holy Spirit and I sense the liberty of the Holy Spirit in this place. Secondly, I want to suggest to this congregation how blessed you are to have these pastors. Incredible integrity. Incredible. People of integrity, people of quality, people of character. We really admire you both. We really do. We admire you both. And uh, such a joy to be here. I've been looking forward to coming here for quite some time. Now, we were given last week, we only knew about it maybe a week in advance, that somebody had given to us a villa on St. John's Island in the Caribbean. So we went to that villa. I, I, don't, want to, I don't want to tell you how terrible it was to suffer for Jesus as we experienced this horrible Day after day, beautiful ocean. It was horrible. So thank you for your love and your prayers and your understanding. So we flew in late last night, and we, we brought everything with us but my voice, and it's still on St. John's Island. <clears throat> my wife is here today, my beautiful wife. Would you stand, honey? This is Debbie Titus. Such a pleasure. My daughter, Trina Lozano, and James Lozano are here. Please stand. Such a joy to have my daughter. (laughs) And my mother-in-law, don't call her old. She's not old yet. She'll be 92 in August. Don't call her. Even then, she won't be old. She just never grows old. She's like Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. (laughs) We're so blessed to have the matriarch of the family here. And, uh, you know, the blessing is to see generations of righteousness. Trina, is anybody else from your family here in the audience? Do you know? No? Okay. But we have a much bigger family. We have a much bigger family. I saw the Cho's back there. The Marines are down here. The Shrunks are here. Tyler and Chelsea are here. And of course, our staff people that are here. And uh, Ariella and Felipe Hesegawa and Will 
And I don't know if Adam's here this time or not, but he was here at the first service. So we're so blessed. Oh, there's Adam right there. We're so blessed, we cannot even tell you how excited I am for this church. There is a ring of fire around the Dallas area. And that's the anointed churches that circle this place, as well as churches in the dead center. I am amazed at what God is doing. You are here in the place where the Holy Spirit of God is moving in power. I do not believe the second return of Jesus will be less than his first coming. I believe the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. So, with all of that said, let me say what I want to say and then I'll sit down. I have only one scripture for you that is the point of my message. So you have only one point, and I'll tell you what the point is. Out of John chapter 5, verse number 31. If I bear witness of myself, my witness, my testimony is invalid. If I promote myself, it removes all potential for future promotion. If I toot my own horn, I guarantee it will be flat. Because God has chosen a method whereby he can promote you and affirm you whereby he can make it known to the world how special you are. There is a God affirmation that God has given you that he himself will glorify you. I want to, um, I want to give you just kind of a breakdown of this particular chapter. It's really one of the pivotal chapters of the entire New Testament, not only Gospel of John, the entire New Testament. Jesus begins with the miracle at the pool of Bethesda. Then he has the audacity to call God his Father. Then he makes some interesting claims. I do nothing on my own initiative. I only move, I only work, I only do miracles as I see my Father. Now he is saying, if I bear witness to myself, it is invalid. Somebody else has got to do it. So he says, verse number 33, John 5, 33, the, the, the man that God sent to introduce me, his name is John the Baptist. He bears witness of me. Verse number 36, the works that the Father sent me to do, they bear witness of me. Verse number 37, the Father himself has borne witness of me. The Father spoke from heaven. Luke 3.22 said, this is my son. He bore witness of me. He spoke again, Luke chapter 9, verse 35. The Father said, that's my son. Listen to him. He spoke again, John 12.28. Three times. I've always noticed how interesting that your Bible's have Jesus quotes in red. But when the Father says something, nobody marks it special. I want you to tell, whenever God speaks from heaven, you need to put it in turquoise, red, iridescent colors, spectacular chartreuse. God the Father validated his son Jesus.
And lastly, the Word of God validated Jesus. Four things. You will notice that in the four validations of Jesus, one of them was a human person. And that's because God made a rule sometime from eternity that said everything I have decided in heaven, it's built into the Lord's Prayer, everything I've decided in heaven must be confirmed by somebody doing it on earth. Everything. That's why prayer is so important. God said, I've already decided it up here. I need you to proclaim it down here. That's why we pray the Lord's Prayer, your will be done in heaven as your will is done on earth. So out of the four things that validate me as a person, as a personality, as somebody that God created in his image, God said, I've got to have somebody on earth validate you. Otherwise, it is not true. Out of all the areas of confirmation, four to be exact, one involves flesh and blood. As we speak these words, I want to give you a heavenly principle that must be done in this church. It must be done in you. You must learn how to affirm people. Affirmation comes from a French word. The word strong, it's the word firm, affirm. The prefix means to make something strong in addition to what you make strong. Somebody else must make strong as well. So God has called you in your own personality to understand how special you are. So you must declare, God created me very special. But somebody has got to affirm that, to make firm, to make strong who you are. It cannot be concrete inside your personality without that mixture of the affirmation of somebody else. We call it in our vernacular to affirm you. You're special. I doubt anybody is needed greater than the parents to affirm their children. Whatever a parent says to their children, you're selfish, you'll never make it, you're stupid, you have taken away the concrete that is needed to make that child special. I was in Grapevine at a special breakfast place. We were enjoying conversation. Another brother and myself were enjoying conversation. And I heard the shrill, penetrating, piercing sound of a man say, get out of here. I saw a little boy walk away. 12-year-old, 11, 12-year-old boy. He walked away with his head down having been shamed. Get out of here, the man screamed. 
that old man looked to me to be the grandfather. Somebody else was seated at the table who looked to me as I was later to find out as the mother. And I couldn't hear everything in the conversation, but I heard her say, please, Dad, please, Dad. Then I saw him angrily stomp out. The little boy returned. He and his mother, rather than going to the front door, went to the restrooms. And I heard this loud sobbing, sobbing. I don't know the conversation. I wanted to bring the little boy back and say, no, don't get out. Come here. I want to hug you. I want you to know how special you are because I've been given the gift, like all believers, of John the Baptist. I have an ability to affirm those that have been created in God's image. I have the ability to make affirmation, confirmation, as the Bible calls, to glorify, to glorify. That's the Bible word. To glorify. Doxa is the Greek word. To glorify. In my early ministry, I used to love hearing Catherine Kuhlman. I would sit in my office in Oakland, California, as she had come to the town to speak in the local coliseum and auditoriums of Oakland. Preached all over the nation. She passed away in 76. Catherine Kuhlman, great healing evangelist. But she was always so demonstrative. And God said, listen, can you hear? So, so demonstrative. And she said something in my early ministry. I will never forget, she said, God will not share his glory with another. I was so impressed that as I took my first official paid ministry position as worship leader and youth leader, I said one day as I began to lead worship, and God will not share his glory with another, which is a quotation from the book of Isaiah, chapter 42. And as I said, God will not share, it's like my word fell off the edge of the pulpit. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, you haven't read the New Testament, have you? Because the Bible says that the glory that Jesus was given, he gave to you. John chapter 7, the glory that Jesus was given by the Father. You haven't read Romans 8 verse 30, have you? That those that he called, he predesigned. Those that he designed, he chose you, he called you. Those that he chose and called, he justified. And those that he justified, he glorified. Meaning, every one of you who have been called of God, God says, I'll take my glory, pass it down to my son. I'll take my son's glory, and I'll pass it down to you. Now, you have been called, like John the Baptist, to be that earthly 
point of confirmation. You're number one in the list of confirmation. You're number one. That God has called you that everywhere you go, every place that your feet tread, every person you see, something, even if they're not believers, they were created in the image of God. Let them have an understanding from you. You're special. You're called of God. I want to be that John the Baptist. I want to be that Dr. Criswell that said to a young preacher that had zero, had nothing, whose name was Rick Warren, when he stuck out his hand to shake his hand, he said, you're a special young man, John the Baptist. Billy Graham, the preacher, the great preacher from the East Coast, that said, Billy Graham, you've got a beautiful voice. God's anointed you. Or William Randolph Hearst, the newspaper publisher that said to his staff, puff him up, and an unknown has now reached two billion people. Because somebody, somebody became John the Baptist. Somebody became that point of confirmation. Somebody became that point of divine connection. When heaven and earth touched, when God's word touched your words, and you were able to look at somebody and say, do you have any idea how special you are? God is going to use somebody in your life. Well, maybe God hasn't yet. Maybe nobody has been there because 80% of us come from dysfunctional backgrounds. Maybe nobody has ever said, you're special. We'll get the ball rolling today. If nobody's ever said that, then you be the first to tell somebody else. You be the first to begin the process where heaven kisses earth and affirms you're so anointed. You're so special. You're so God-appointed for this hour. The Spirit of God is so heavy on you. And as you begin to affirm others, as you begin to glorify them, there becomes a heavenly radiance confirming your anointing and confirming your calling. Jacob says to one of his sons, You're so special, Joseph. I'm going to give you a coat of royalty. Unfortunately, he was only one of 12 sons. And the one that he gave pronouncement to, you're very special. I'm going to give you this technicolor robe of many colors. Became, in fact, vice regent of Egypt and saved the people of God. But what about Reuben? He prophesied over Reuben. You'll never amount to anything. You'll never be preeminent. And he never did. He said to Simeon, he said to Levi, I will not share my glory with you. And he didn't. Somebody else had to later because dad didn't. Dad, 
It should start with you to glorify your sons and your daughters. It should start with you, not somebody else. Recently, major ministry in this nation came and sat down with me. So broken, he said, my spiritual dad, I served him 12 years. And when it was time for him to release, he could never bless me. He could never bless me. What a tragedy. I want to receive the blessing of God. I want to receive the blessing of God. Elvis Presley as a teenager, sang in a choir, Memphis, Tennessee. And the choir director said, you just don't have, you just don't have what it takes. So when the believer would not affirm Elvis Presley, he turned to the world, and Satan was happy to pat his back and said, we'll make you the king of rock and roll. What a tragedy. Where are the believers? Where are the Christians? Now here's how God introduced his son. God said, you will be great. You'll be the son of the most high. You will sit on the throne of your father David. And you will rule over the house of Jacob forever. What if you were to tell your children, you're going to be great. What if you were to tell your children, you're going to sit on the throne of your father, David. You're going to, what if you were to tell your children, I like God, this is my son. Listen, to, what if you became John the Baptist and your children heard from your own lips, you're special. <laughs> you're special, you're special, you're special. What if they heard from your lips, they would not need to hear from the devil. Patting them on the back. So many of our great singers and actors, musicians, came from Christian backgrounds where nobody affirmed. Nobody made solid their calling. I want to be John the Baptist. I want to be John the Baptist to you. I want to affirm how special you are. And your children from the womb will be special. They will be special. I'm going to close my message. <clears throat> David and I moved to the state of Texas. We were here one year. When the Lord spoke to me and said, you're not the pastor. I said, I'm not. What am I doing here? And the Lord says, you're going to disciple this person. And then you're going to release them. I brought the man in, the young man. I said to him, God spoke to me that I'm to train you to disciple you and to release you into the ministry. He began to cry. He said, when I was 16 years old, God called me into the ministry, but I've never told anybody. I was there for a little more than a year.
But I resigned. I turned the church over to him. The church that we pastored had 1,200 people in it. Within a matter of years, it was 3,000, 5,000, 7,000, 8,000, 10,000. The young man I turned the church over to. I don't know how many people I've patted on the back. I don't know how many people I've affirmed. But I want to tell you the story of this one. He was in the pastorate for just a few months and became very depressed. It was like a cloud, a fog began to fall down on him. He and the church administrator went to a conference in a neighboring city. And he was sitting there so depressed, he could not sense the Holy Spirit. And the administrator said to him, the Holy Spirit just spoke to me the word garbage. Does that mean anything to you? This new pastor began to cry, convulsively cry, because when he was a young boy, his father told him, son, go get the garbage and take it out. He went and got the garbage. When he was bringing it back through the house, people were gathered in the living room. He dropped the garbage. And his dad said to him, you're nothing but garbage. The years, the years that he lived with the curse, you're nothing but garbage. Until the Holy Spirit said that one word, garbage. At that second of time, he was released from the demonic lack of affirmation. At that moment, he was released from the curse of the enemy to the greatness. I guarantee virtually everybody in this room would know who that person is. You may hear him today, tomorrow, as he continually preaches on television that reaches millions of people because somebody said, I affirm you, I confirm you, I glorify you. He reaches millions of people. Today, begin this process. Today, begin to speak affirmation to people. The power of affirmation. The power of affirmation can change their life and they will never be the same. And the amazing thing about glorifying somebody is that it releases glory in you. It releases glory in you. The amazing thing is, as you make them shine, you begin to shine. I want to tell you, <clears throat> Pastor, front of your congregation, you're awesome people. You're so loved by the thousands of CFNI students. 
You're so loved by these people. And now, Jamie, you're so loved by the city. It's because you radiate the glory of the Lord. You're incredible people. I want you to hear from me that this church will experience a revival. You will not be able to contain it. I speak it in the name of Jesus. And Jamie, your influence over this city will not just reside on the city. You can't stop it, Jamie. You can't stop the radiation, the ripples, the glory that radiates from you. You can't stop it. Incredible anointing upon these people. I speak it in the name of Jesus. And I sense the Holy Spirit here. As I pray, I want you to speak glory to your children, to your grandchildren, to your great-grandchildren. I want you to speak glory. Even if you're not married, you will be. I want you to speak glory into your marriage. If you're expecting, I want you to speak glory to the unborn. If you don't have grandchildren yet, speak glory to them. To your children, speak glory to them because they cannot bear witness of themselves. They must hear it from you. Can we stand? Can we stand? As the worship team comes, I want us to begin talking out loud. It's called prayer. In the name of Jesus, I speak glory to my children. In the name of Jesus, Larissa, I speak glory, incredible anointing, music anointing on you, credible anointing on Thomas, credible anointing on Silas. I met Silas Thais at a church in Brazil. He was a walking dead man. I've never seen a man who had been so destroyed by Christians. People from his church had killed him. One man said, while he heard others attacking, I know of no man that has been so injured except Jesus Christ. I said, Silas, you're coming, you're coming to America. You're coming to CFNI. You're going to live. You're going to live. You're going to live. God has called you to the nations. I affirm the anointing of God. If your family is here, lay hands on them. If your family's not here, begin to pray for them. I want you right now to release the glory of God. Say their names out loud. Say their names out loud. Speak glory to them. Speak release to them. Come on, let me hear the sound of people speaking the names of others. I speak anointing on them. I speak glory on them. 
I affirm the anointing of the Holy Spirit on them. My children will be great. Say it out loud. Prophesy it in the air. My children will be great. My grandchildren will be great. The anointing of God is on my family. Everywhere I go, I'm going to release the glory of God. Everywhere I go, I'm going to speak life to people. Come on, let me hear your voices. In the name of Jesus, we prophesy anointing on our children. We prophesy anointing on our city. We prophesy anointing on this church. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Sons of the Most High God, you will sit on thrones. You will be great. You will be great. Your children will be great. You will rule over the house of Jacob forever. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Aaron, your son, Miran, your son is going to be great. Ryan, Amanda, your daughter's going to be great. John, you're going to be great. Mike, your sons and daughters, and Kristen, they're going to be great. I speak it in the name of Jesus. Anna Fernanda, your child is going to be great and your children are going to be great. We declare it in the name of Jesus. We declare it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 